Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. and Ro Moran at your service. Snow Chino for this week. As Ro mentioned in pre-show, he is at the comedy festival that's happening right now. So uh, after the show or over the weekend, if you want to go catch that and support Chino and the other local stand-up comedians, feel free. Go right ahead. Uh, hope everybody is having a great Thursday evening so far. Sana hindi kayo stuck in traffic. Uh, last week, I was stuck in traffic during the stream, which was basically why I couldn't make it. So big ups and thank you to Emil, one of our patrons, for filling in. Alongside Ro and Chino last week. Super appreciated. Bruce, this is not a new uh, Shinsuke t-shirt. This is from like 2016. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is from the vintage collection that WWE put out. So, there's a time that Roots of Fight. And I really, really miss that line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was like a collab with Junk Food or something. Uh, another American brand. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about, uh, but before we get to everything that's on our plate for this week, let's tell you about how it's always a great time to be part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. This Sunday, we will be having a watch party for NXT Halloween Havoc uh, at 8 or 9 a.m. Uh, we'll be... Uh, Doing that with our patrons. So if you want to be a part of that, all you got to do is sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or well, at this point, 300 pesos na siya, or, you know, thereabouts. So now is a good time to sign up as Chino likes to say, sign up na bago, bago pa maging 400 or 500 yan eventually. So pesos getting pretty bad, guys. So... If you sign up for our Patreon, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about, or we do the watch parties where we talk about a bunch of stuff, especially JBL's pants in our fashion channel and a whole bunch of other things as well. Sports, wrestling, Disney Plus, whatever it is, uh, whatever's happening right now, it is an online virtual water cooler for us, for our, for, for us, including uh, your favorite, um, 
Wrestling Wrestling Podcast co-hosts. And then you also get exclusive review content of weekly television shows, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, as well as pay-per-views and live events as well, including MWF and other local wrestling promotions as well, if we get to go to them. And also you get merch. Uh, hold off Munahame on promoting the shirts, kind of running into technical difficulties on that end but if you do sign up you still get some sweet merch like uh, our wrestling wrestling podcast face mask and when we do our pasabais most likely on black friday next month uh by the end of next month you can be a part of that as well so that's wwe shop shop aw pro wrestling tees a bunch of other online stores whatever strikes our fancy again patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. Alright. Let's start with the big news na bumulabog sa atin this morning. And that is Disney Plus finally being in the Philippines by November. Sobrang tagal na natin tong hinintay. And relevant siya for us as wrestling fans. Because according to the PRs or the press releases, WWE content will be part of this. So this is actually very similar to the arrangement that Disney Plus Hotstar has in Indonesia where WWE Network is actually part of that platform. What that means in terms of accessibility or yung pagka-live ng mga premium live events, di ko alam how much of the content will be migrated over there from the WWE Network which basically has everything. Hindi natin alam. All we know is that by November or December of this year, things will start to change in terms of how we're able to access the WWE. And Ro here has been sitting on the secret for quite a while. Yeah, uh, although I have been, uh, I'm, I'm part of the team that's working on uh, public relations for Disney Plus, for Disney. And even I did not know <laughs> that WWE content was coming to Disney Plus. So that was revealed in the final press release that we sent out earlier this morning. And uh, I shouldn't have been surprised because yeah, I totally forgot that Disney Plus Hotstar in Indonesia has it as well. So. Sobrang sulit ito because now I don't have to pay an extra uh, whatever, whatever amount, $999 for WWE Network when I can get all of it on uh, Disney Plus. And what that means for our watch parties, I don't know just yet because I'm sure a whole bunch of you will be getting Disney Plus as well. So medyo uh, wala nang saisay ang pagiging ano natin. But uh, ang pagiging uh, broadcasting natin on Discord, so we'll see about that. Papakaramdaman natin. But as Stan said, we don't know the full extent just yet. We do know that premium live events are coming to Disney+. Plus. Television shows are coming to Disney+. Plus. Video on-demand content is also coming to Disney+. Plus. But we don't know yet if Disney+, Plus will be holding live streams of the premium live events as they happen. If they're going to show it next day on demand on the platform. So a lot of that is still up in the air. I will find out the best I can with our client. We'll also ask some of our friends who are in Indonesia how it works over there as well. So once we find out, we will let y'all know. Yeah. But I don't know because we're in touch with the Indonesian commentators in WWE. And every premium live event, we're on the same Zoom call. We all do it live. But in terms of being able to watch the premium live events as they happen, I don't know because we don't have Indonesia, right? So we'll talk to you when we have updates. Or whoever gets the information, the verified information faster. We'll just put it out there on the internet. There was also a question earlier on the pre-show. It is time to unsubscribe 
subscribe to the WWE Network. We don't know just yet. We don't know if WWE will cut off access to the network here in the Philippines once Disney Plus launches. So I wouldn't hit the unsubscribe button just yet because you're mo. For one, hindi ba hindi pa siya dumating when Disney Plus launches in November 17, and they might still be granting access to the Filipino market to the Filipino internet, even if uh, it comes to the Disney Plus platform. Yeah, so there. Any other things we want to say about Disney Plus in the Philippines or WWE content being available there? Uh, I would hope that this, you know, leads to a resurgence of uh, WWE fans in the Philippines, not just the, I know, not just the people who. Actively tune in every week, pero yung mga ano, di ba? Yung mga laps fans na tumigil na tumigil sa pananood once WWE left local television. But meron now, but you know it wasn't as prevalent as in the days of Jack TV and Solar. Okay, couple of questions here in the comments. First from Lance, how delayed will Raw and SmackDown be on Disney Plus? Diyatin alam, but I'm assuming same three week delay, kasi de ba may TV deals paren. So, for example, here in the Philippines, I'm aware that One Sports airs both Raw and SmackDown, so they have the same week rights. And I'm not sure if magkaka conflict if Disney Plus has them like available the next day, like NXT is available. Only Hulu has uh, same day broadcast rights to One SmackDown. All right, uh, Glendale asks, will this affect Tagalog commentary? Diyatin alam. We just really got the news today. So Ramini Carlo, we found out right around the same time as everybody else did on social media. So uh, when the info is available, yun, update namin kayo. Uh, let's say hi to JK, one of our old regulars who's finally back. Hey, champ. Hey, JK. What's up, man? Daming, daming mong hinahabol, eh? All right. All right. Speaking of yung mga hinahabol natin, let's start with, well, the start of our week uh, here on the podcast, and that's SmackDown. And Bray Wyatt made his uh, return promo on SmackDown. And it kind of looks to me that uh, Bray Wyatt has all these multiple different personalities. Now, it reminds a lot of people on the internet of Split, that movie from 2016 starring James McAvoy. So what do you guys think about how this all went down? Definitely interesting. As you guys know, as I said last week, I'm not a big fan of the super supernatural, uh, the fiend stuff, the horror stuff. Ito, um, DID. So, uh, well, not super DID, not, you know, not medically accurate DID, but. Diparaman uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, Diparaman Moon Knight. He's, he's not blacking out and, uh, and, you know, missing chunks of time. But this seems to be a lot more grounded, like, as grounded as split personalities can possibly be. So I am kind of more anticipatory about this, anticipative about this. So I like, I actually personally like the fact that he was able to bring out the human side of Bray Wyatt, the Wyndham Rotunda side of Bray Wyatt. So yung palang, the fact that he is able to express his raw emotions, that's already a big plus for me with this uh, run of the Bray Wyatt character. Uh, see, Jeb on the comments, sabi niya, this is the Sensui era of Bray Wyatt. And I actually agree. Kaminina uh, Lance, we also made this comparison a few days ago. And, um, you know, anything that harkens back to Yu Yu Hakusho or Ghost Fighter is always going to be a plus in my book. So I'm really excited to see kung itong Wyatt 6 that Bray has been teasing on social media. Ito ba yung different personalities of Bray Wyatt? Yeah, uh, it seems like it, you know, there's a lot of references to a bunch of Bray Wyatt lore. So it's one way to play the greatest hits. About. So I'm, I'm, it does seem interesting. It's just not do the overtly uh, 
slasher horror stuff anymore. I'm just glad we get to hear this again. Because that was like one of his original sound effects from when he first debuted in 2013. And it was something I kind of missed. So now that he's back, he's brought a lot of elements, as you said, from all the different iterations of Bray Wyatt. There was a point when he returned, no extreme rules, that I thought that this is Bray Wyatt, parang late career ni Undertaker, where uh, it was really a combo of every bit of uh, the Undertaker's many gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. Parang ganun na ngayon So if that's the case, then I don't mind, I guess. I did like early Bray Wyatt. I hope that some of that uh, emerges and surfaces in this run. Good question here from JK. Who will Bray's first feud uh, be after he returns? Well, it's clearly himself. <laughs> so yeah. it, it looks like it's himself. So we'll find out how that's going to happen, who the white rabbit really is. Mm-hmm. Kasi diba nagpakita at the end yung distorted voice na si Bray Wyatt din naman yung nagboses based on, you know, how it sounded. So it would be nice to see this internal conflict play out, especially since there's only really one key actor in all of this, and that is Bray Wyatt himself. Saying hey to uh, our friend of the podcast, Stephen Tan, of the Geeky Ones, putting people in their place about concussions. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Stevie? Thanks for joining us. Are you still abroad? Are you still in the U.S.? I think he's back, yeah. Are you Are you back, Stevie? Let, let us know. Let the people know. Yeah, you're uh, time zone. Ka na. In the meantime, let's uh, stick with SmackDown and talk about Rey Mysterio, who has been traded to SmackDown. And in the same show, he won himself an opportunity at Gunta's Intercontinental Championship. And I kind of like how this all came together. And I see Rey Mysterio, uh, with Dominic, so he decided that I can't fight my son. So let me just quit. And then Triple H steps in and says, let me talk you out of it. Let's bring you over to SmackDown. Yeah, uh, one thing, uh, two things actually. One is that Triple H as is actually acknowledged now as a authority figure of both main roster shows. So I like that. No more deferring to Adam Pierce and having the logic problem of whether or not Adam Pierce has enough power to do things on the show. So okay, okay. Second is yes, great. This is one way to hit pause on Dominic versus Ray. Like, uh, we've been getting it for a couple of weeks now, and I do appreciate the detour. Like, let's return to it when it's time to refresh the whole thing. So, okay, uh, it gives, uh, so I really appreciate that, uh, shaking up without the need for a draft and all of that. Yeah, di lang yun. It also allowed for another character to get a much-needed reboot in Baron Corbin, who went over to Raw this week, which we'll talk about later. So, uh, let's start with the prospect of Ray versus Gunta happening in the next few weeks. What do you think about Ray going from fighting with his son to fighting against someone who would look like his daddy? Uh, okay, it's gonna be a bunch of fun. Uh, Gunther has already proven himself on the main roster. Uh, he narrowly avoided uh, demotion or whatever because Vince retired. Right? So it's about to be a b- whole bunch of fun. Ray can still go. And I like the trade-off. Uh, I like that he went from Dominic, who can probably give him a good match, to someone who definitely will give him a good match. Yeah, uh, we know naman what Gunta can do with smaller guys, but we've seen his matches with the likes of Ilya Dragunov, Pete Dunn or Butch, Nathan Fraser. So, you know, he he has a great track record with opponents like this. And I'm excited to see Rey Mysterio because, as you said, uh, he can still go at a very high level. And, you know, I, I didn't imagine that someone like Rey, given his style, would still be this effective at 47. But here we are in the year of our Lord 2022. 
Yeah. You know what do they say? Styles make fights and Ray can work for the best of them, no matter what age he's in, apparently. Um, I don't think he can stop until he's what? In his 60s? Until senior citizen is up? Parang ganun yung ano eh. Stem cell therapy, you know? Yeah. Uh, tinalo ni na Ray and Dominic and LeBron and Bronny James. So yeah, they've yeah. got that over them. So, yun. Um, Ray versus Gunther, we have no idea when that's gonna happen. I'm willing to bet it'll be on Crown Jewel. Yeah. It is pretty soon. Uh, it does make sense for it to be on Crown Jewel. I don't see why not as well. We're going to take our first break of the show. And when we come back, we'll talk about the news that happened on AEW from a steal to uh, the Hangman Page injury. We'll talk about Raw, JBL, and Baron Corbin and Halloween Havoc predictions. All of that is on deck. But first, we're going to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's get to some shout-outs over on Kumu. Saying hey to Scumageddon, who is uh, joining us uh, rather late. What did you miss? You missed the talk about the biggest news to hit the entertainment uh, scene in the Philippines. Uh, Disney Plus is coming to the Philippines and WWE is coming to Disney Plus when it launches or, you know, after it launches next month. Scumageddon also asks, is Shinsuke Nakamura on NXT full-time? We don't know just yet. Parang hindi, parang cameos lang because NXT went up against Dynamite this week. But yeah, for now, bayaran lang siya. I wouldn't mind, you know. We can talk about this later when we talk about NXT. But uh, I wouldn't mind. Sige. Uh, let's go talk about AEW first. And let's start with the William Regal and MJF segment, which was really, really compelling. And I guess the only question I have coming out of this is, how many villain origin stories does MJF have? Because we heard the one with... Uh, CM Punk We heard the one with uh, I think Cody Rhodes And then now we have this one With William Regal Like how many villain origin stories Can you have? Seriously Well to be fair If you are As big of a dick As MJF Siempre You're gonna wrong A lot of people And a lot of people Are gonna wrong you He did say at the end of the show That his life was miserable <laughs> So uh, If you have a miserable life Then you can have As many villain origin stories As you want <laughs> So, so kawawa ng tao eh. <laughs> alam, mo, alam, mo, alam mo when you know Joker said he, he all it takes is one bad day maybe he just yeah. had a, a bunch of bad days and this is Jeez. why he is how he is right? so it is a caution it's a cautionary tale on how to act <laughs> or how not to act when Don't people be a dick. when people wrong you <laughs> you know yeah let's talk about this I didn't really care so much about the MJF thing, mostly because, yeah, you're right. Uh, it is like the third villain origin story that he had on AEW. And by that time, parang, okay, uh, we get it. You're petty and you are pretty sensitive as well. So you take a lot of things personally. So I'm kind of over that. So I'm not surprised anymore. Uh, the biggest thing about this really is uh, William Regal's response. So that was the most moving thing about all of this because he gave his own origin story and he gave his own villain origin story. And I think it's one that's never been really put out 
in public before in that kind of medium. I don't think he's ever put that in an emotional promo before, mostly because he's never really gotten the chance to pour his heart out in a promo like that in his career, even as peaked, but he's never really had to face. He's never really had that transformational feud that MJF seems to have every quarter. So that was really surprising and pleasantly surprising for me. And it's a nice facet and nuance of the gentleman villain that I've never really gotten to hear before. Yeah, I think with William Regal, because he's always been presented as very one-dimensional. Even when he was the king of the ring, the psycho uh, authority figure on Raw in 2008, right? he was never really um, a compelling character beyond the fact that he was a veteran right? of the British wrestling scene. And before that, he was just a one-note comedy character. Let's face it, but that's really what William Regal is. Right? We love yeah, him. Yeah, no, he, he admits it because that's what he liked doing before. That's how he got his money. So you can't really disagree with how someone gets paid. Oh, no, man, oh, no, man. I'm just saying that the reason why it took us until 2022 to get a fleshing out of the William Regal character is because he just never had that opportunity all those years ago. So with that being said, uh, Regal gets into his own response, guy MJF. And then now we have this, this moral dilemma, it seems, for MJF where he's either turning babyface or is like an anti-hero. It's more likely that he's going to be an anti-hero. I don't think, as uh, we mentioned last week, I believe, on the show, uh, I don't think people are going to fully buy a goody two-shoes babyface MJF. So it's going to be more like a Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of thing. So in The Rock kind of thing, you know, uh, where The Rock got super over because he was just really good at what he did, good at talking about. So... I don't mind that at all. I think that's a good way to to book MJF. Uh, believable shot for me. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Because uh, the people have been craving. Uh, re- they've really been craving for it. And I do think it's time to give the people what they want. Uh, props as well to MJF and to William Regal and John Moxley for ad-libbing the last eight minutes of Dynamite after that unfortunate injury to Hangman Adam Page, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, I, I just have to give it to them because, Shampa, you're on live TV, the uh, enormous amount of pressure. Plus, if you're someone in Moxley's position where this unfortunate injury happens, but how do you carry on eight more minutes of live television? That must have felt like forever. So props to everybody involved for really making the most out of that. Uh, horrible situation. So let's transition into talking about the injury. It appears to be a concussion, I guess, based on the way that Hangman Page landed. But my updates, but I row on uh, what happened to Hangman since Dynamite uh, went off the air. Yes, AEW has actually put out a statement about it. It is a concussion. Uh, they have confirmed that he is relatively fine. Fine in that he hasn't broken any bones, torn any muscles, or pinched any nerves. Chempre, concussions are so bad. Football fans, y'all know what I'm talking about. We just had a pretty bad concussion scare with Tua Tagovailoa uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it's nothing to scoff at, nothing to laugh at. So... Uh, it was unfortunate from the way Hangman landed. He didn't really land on his head or anything better. He just landed in a way that gave his neck and skull whiplash. And it was really unfortunate. It's a freak accident. And even someone as athletically gifted as Hangman Page can you know, experience a freak accident like that, even uh, if you're that good. So wrestling is dangerous. Roman's, Roman Jay is right. Soraya will have to think twice about it because... Even a uh, seemingly uh, innocuous bump can set it off, a concussion off. But at least if she lands right, she wouldn't have to re-injure her neck again. But, you know, the danger is always there and the risk is always there. 
Yeah, I mean, remember what happened to Big E earlier this year? The it was a routine belly-to-belly suplex, and then you know, next thing you know, he's out for more than a year. I guess one of the silver linings here is how the wrestling community came together to support Hangman, even across promotions. Big E himself tweeting out that. Uh, prayers for Hangman. So, you know, um, I, I just hope that he's able to bounce back from this and, you know, just just be healthy, just be 100% whether or not he gets back in an AEW ring sooner than later. I mean, I can't even say that fortunately, quote-unquote, fortunately, it was just a concussion because uh, y'all know what concussions did to Chris Benoit, right? So uh, it's not light at all. Yeah. And also, if you are taking this time to, if you're taking this opportunity to dunk on Hangman on AEW and how they wrestle over there, shame on you. Because this could happen to anyone, even if you're trying to wrestle, quote unquote, in a safe way. So the business really is that dangerous and it can happen to any of us. Even if you don't mention Chris Benoit, uh, concussions basically ended Christian's career. There's a reason why we didn't see him actively compete for more than seven years. So yeah, and something to think about as we um, transition into our next topic, which is a steal. It was reported by... Uh, I, I'm really not trying to make light of this, all right? Um, it was reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter yesterday that... AEW has released a steal, so you know, fallout from the uh, post all out brawl or the throwdown in Chi Town, however you want to call it. It's called brawl out. <laughs> <laughs> we we really said everything that we need to say here at this point. You know, no, no sense really dunking on anybody. Yeah, I uh, guess he bit the bullet. You know, <laughs> Get, yeah, bit the dust. This is the first release that they have made in light of brawl out. We don't know what's going to happen yet to the others involved. But as people have pointed out in the chat, the Elite has already been mentioned on TV this week as the first ever trios champions that they vacated. Uh, CM Punk has been added to the montage of Ring of Honor world champions of the past. So at least on that regard, lift your moratorium on uh, acknowledging them as part of the history. So we don't know what that means just yet. Maybe it means that, you know, there is uh, reparations uh, at play, or maybe it means that, you know, they're just not trying to whitewash or revise their history. It could still mean a whole bunch of things for all we know. I mean, CM Punk could still be on the way out for all we know. Uh, Someone could still be suspended or released for all we know. Yeah. Emil asks, does anyone feel like A Steel is the fall guy from this situation? What do you think, Ro? Uh, it depends pa on who is gonna be released at this point. But yeah, it does look like it does look that way, you know. Uh, he is the easiest to to point a finger at, you know, because there's no reason for anyone to bite anyone. <laughs> but uh, you know. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. We'll find out as the weeks go by. Let's go to Raw now and talk about Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. They opened the show with some chaos. Uh, and uh, two weeks into the Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley feud uh, from this part of the year. And we don't know why they're feuding. Nipa um, can explain if this is like um, residual beef. From earlier this year when they feuded over the WWE Championship. Because at this point, Bobby Lashley is definitely a babyface. And Brock Lesnar uh, has gone back to being mostly an anti-hero. So we have no idea why they're fighting. 
yeah, uh, as Admin Jackie says in the chats, you know, heels, you know, face. Bobby Lashley is clearly the face, though. Yeah. He is the good guy in all of this. Brock is rocking around, yeehawing around, uh, doing what he wants. Uh, whether that means he is a heel or, an, or a tweener, we don't know just yet. It does come off pretty dickish, though. If this is him trying to process the fact that he lost to Roman Reigns twice, back-to-back, doesn't make it any mature, you know. So uh, they're gonna have to explain this soon. I think they will, Naman. Uh, I think they've already caught us. They've already hooked us with what's happened over the past couple of weeks, uh, over the past couple of episodes of Raw. So it's a matter of time. Or bakakailangan ni Brock Lesnar ng therapy. Uh true. All right. Uh, other things that went down on Raw this week. I thought the other side of the trade that brought Rey Mysterio to SmackDown, Baron Corbin. Is now on Raw. He's no longer happy Corbin and he's now being managed by JBL. So there's continuity at play here because last month, uh, Baron Corbin took an L on SmackDown and then Sinundusha ni JBL, diba? Uh, we heard him say, What are you doing? Get in here. And then a month later, Baron Corbin's back to being Baron Corbin and JBL cut his first heel promo in over a decade. And I'm not gonna lie, I actually missed heel JBL on the mic. Yeah, uh, JBL is, there's a reason why he is so disliked by a huge portion of of the fan base. And it's because he's really good at riling people up. Uh, he is, after all, a bully. I don't think he's really shied away from that. Imagine a sweep under the rug a little bit, but, you know, he is so pretty much leaning into it. And it works well for someone trying to get his heat back like Baron Corbin. Yeah, bagay rin sila because they're they're both former football players. They're right around the same height. Corbin is 6'8", JBL is like 6'5", 6'6". And you know, uh, if you're a younger fan, you might not have remembered how menacing of a heel JBL was and how effective he was at getting that heat. And in his promo on Raw, he really did his best to be that old man yelling at a cloud. So I actually liked it. I enjoyed it. JK mentioning uh, he's the new wrestling god. No, sir. Uh, when we called ourselves the wrestling gods, at least for me, I, I thought it was an homage to JBL. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, but, uh, nun. Yeah. And uh, it has to be noted, though, that JBL is kind of cribbing uh, Dan Lambert's gimmick. Buti na lang, hiatus si Dan Lambert from AEW. But, you know, old man wishing for the glory days of the 90s and the 80s, uh, pretty similar. And it just so happens that he's talking about the Attitude Era when people were so big. So there's that. There is a subset of the fan base that resonate that which that resonates with. So good on them. <laughs> Wishing for the old days. So that works. Yeah, I mean, old, straight, angry white man is a very effective heel archetype. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, let's get some news from outside the ring. We also learned this week na mukhang wala munang day one for 2023. It's been reportedly shelved from WWE's premium live event calendar. Na una pang nalaman ni WrestleNomics kesa kami ni Carlos. So <laughs> that's news to us. We did know na walang December premium live event. So the calendar for premium live events ends with Survivor Series War Games at the end of November. And uh, right now, kung wala talagang day one for, for January, it looks like the first premium live event of the year will be the Royal Rumble at the end of January. Uh, that's fine, I guess. Uh, day one had scheduling issues, scheduling conflicts with football games at the start of the year. So, okay, that makes sense. It didn't really, you know, blow everyone out of the water. Uh, I'm just glad that we TLC pay-per-view, pay- premium live event. Because we don't really need that shit, you know. 
Um, I don't mind if the year technically the, the pay-per-view calendar technically ends with uh, Survivor Series. Let them tell their stories leading up to the Royal Rumble. Let's see what Triple H does, whether he makes a you know special episode out of Raw and SmackDown. Janelle, no, I don't want to see a pay-per-view in December. It's fine. To me, the concept of a pay-per-view is kind of outdated. Uh, ironically, AEW was the one that showed me this. Like, you can do a good two hours of TV and you know stick it with a bunch of uh, impactful matches, and it will still you know accomplish the same thing as a pay-per-view. That was when they do their pay-per-views is like five hours long, so uh, it's kind of a paradox over there. But I don't mind not having a December pay-per-view. I would argue that before AEW did it, we already saw it with Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ultima Lucha is a, is a TV special. Yeah. Uh, GN, yes, there will be premium live events to this uh, coming to Disney+, Plus, but we don't know if it's going to be live, if, if it's going to be broadcasted live the same way the U.S. market gets it on Peacock. So we'll find out and let you know. Uh, to everybody in the chat saying that the wrestlers will get a Christmas break walang day one, I don't think that's necessarily true because they do still travel during the holidays. Like there is a show at Madison Square Garden on December 26. So that means 25 palang lumalarga na sila. Um, maybe after like Christmas lunch or something. But no, no. Um, from what I know, the past year, they taped uh, Chris holiday episodes. Yes. Uh, yes, they did. On the last live episode before the holidays. So there could be that. Now, siempre they get like a week to to rest for their families, and then they'll travel to MSG for the for the December twenty sixth show. So, but there can be some rest there. Yeah, uh, last year, if I remember correctly, December twenty three, nagtape sila ng back to back episodes of SmackDown leading into Day One. So that's what yeah. happened. Uh, Yun. Uh, let's go to talk about NXT, and we're going to be doing Halloween Havoc predictions in a bit. But first, uh, what do you guys think about having the main roster stars on NXT? We talked about it on the pre-show kanina, na nag-head-to-head yung NXT and Dynamite. So WWE brought out the big guns for NXT. We had Shinsuke Nakamura, The OC, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley, all of these people coming back to NXT, and it really propped up the show. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, having the main roster come back to NXT. To me, because um, as much as I love watching NXT, it's still a whole bunch of who are these guys. And I know who these guys are, but a lot of people might not. And you're still showing a developmental territory show on, pre- on primetime cable television in the States. So I don't think that's enough of a hook. That's why the main roster provides so much star power to NXT. And I wish they would do that a lot moving forward. So many people are not being used on uh, the main rosters every week, on the main roster shows every week. So you might as well recycle them on NXT and have them teach the rookies a thing or two. Like the best use of Shinsuke Nakamura, who lives in Florida, is to have him fight rookies down in NXT. And, you know, have him still, you know, Warm and tuned up for the for whenever he's going to be used on SmackDown again. Yeah, look at that match with Stacks. That was actually pretty fun. Oh, uh, The problem, like I say, is that when you leave the rookies to wrestle themselves, it's not always good. It's serviceable, but not always good. Better when you have them wrestle a lot more experienced wrestlers from the main roster. Instantly, may elevate today. So, talagang sila benefit 
Yeah, in a way, it's kind of like how, kunwari, it's a local scene natin, di ba? Like, our guys and girls can keep wrestling each other. That's great. They will uh, improve when they get their reps. But if they get in the ring with a more experienced wrestler from abroad, definitely that'll really give them the rub, so to speak. Yep, exactly. So, okay, uh, Halloween Havoc is happening on Sunday, 8 a.m. Manila time. Walang Tagalog commentary for that one. Uh, what are your expectations heading into this PLE? Not much. Uh, I expect that the veterans, you know, guys like Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough, Sinovaba, uh, Nathan Fraser, Wesley, Alba Fire, Alba Fire, Paulo Cruz, they're going to prop up the show and it's going to be okay. Um, I don't expect anything mind blowing. I don't think it, this isn't booked like takeover where there are five matches uh spread out across three hours so it's gonna be like a your usual wwe pay-per-view premium live event so it's again i'm willing to be blown away but i don't think i'm gonna be super blown away austin theory appeared at the end of nxt right after the ko show featuring the uh three participants in the triple threat main event so are we expecting an Austin Theory cash-in? Kind of weird, no, for him to just make his presence felt on NXT. I actually wouldn't mind it because I don't think that there is a shot for him to really be dethroning Roman Reigns. Like, you can use the Money in the Bank contract on Roman, but that would be like a waste of time. I don't think anyone wants to see that matchup. Uh, I would much rather see him go back to NXT uh, have a quick NXT Championship reign to solidify himself, go back up to the main roster, and you know, move on from there, rebuild from there. Eto, tanong ni Glendale, uh, good question here. If Theory successfully cashes in for the NXT Championship, does that downgrade the status of Money in the Bank? No, I don't think it does. I think it's just a way out for a corner that they backed themselves into with Theory and with Roman having both world championships on him. All right. I'm not sure. I just want to wait and see. Like, it's definitely a wrinkle I didn't see coming. So, you know, imagine a blindside tie done. Let's get into Halloween Havoc predictions and let's start off with the Weapons Wild match between Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. I think both women are already main roster bound. Nag-dry run sila. Or see Roxanne for that. Sorry, Roxanne is likely main roster bound. She already had a dry run on SmackDown, yeah, and she did really well. Uh, I did my NXT review earlier today, and the thing I finally got about Roxanne is that she's super solid and consistent, considering her age and skill level, and a whole bunch of other peers, whether they're men or women aren't as consistent as she is at that point in their career. So they got something with her. It's not super mind-blowing, but you don't need to be you don't need it to be mind-blowing. Anyway, I think here uh Cora wins so that she gets to stay in NXT. Uh Masolidify yung yung presence in NXT and then Roxanne can put her over on her way out of the territory. Wow. So you're actually predicting that Roxanne will uh, do Cora a favor here. Yeah, I think they're really backing Cora presentation-wise. Better they know that Roxanne is the better hand. Yeah, uh, I said weeks ago, Nasi Roxanne reminds me of a female Rey Mysterio, and I think she's really slotting into that archetype. And I wouldn't mind seeing that on the main roster. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the spin the wheel, make the deal match. Wala pang stipulations. It's Apollo Cruz and our boy Grayson Waller. Yeah, Nico Perin gets bahat ginagawa ng supernatural characters si Apollo Cruz. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't been explained. 
Yeah, straight out of Lucifer or some shit, you know. I don't know. Uh, I thought they were going to do something big with Apollo Crews when he came down, but that also turned out to be uh, to be a whole bunch of nothing. So parang, even in NXT, they're failing Apollo Crews. So I don't know what's going on here. So I'm an Apollo Crews guy, so I wanted to win, but I'm, you know, Grayson Waller is also a friend of the podcast. I also see, you know, a bunch of high expectations for him. But if I had to pick one, let's go with Apollo because Apollo deserves better. Oh, every time it's a Grayson Waller match, I have to pull for our boy. So Grayson Waller ako dito. Lance, uh, the less that will be said about an eye for an eye match, the better. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what the stipulation is yet. The show is on Sunday. Deepa natin alam wala pa silang ina-announce. Uh, they spin the wheel, but, make the deal. So, ano. They're going to spin yeah, the wheel. Yeah, pero ganun din yung ano eh. Kina Cora and Roxanne. They already settled with Weapons Wild. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah, so okay. ito wala pa talaga. Right, moving on. Next match is an ambulance match between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. And if Julius loses, Brutus Creed will be gone from NXT. And I don't see a situation where Brutus is gone, but Julius stays. Oh, nga. So... Even if Julius is like the stallion between the two brothers, why would you separate them? <laughs> like, uh, oh, exactly. This could be surprising, but I think obviously it is Julius's to, to win. Are you surprised by how good Damon Kemp is as a character? Yes, I will say yes. Uh, this is even before I found out that he was a Stevenson. So uh, he actually held his own. I was highly sports entertained by the side-to-side interview. They were yeah. clearly trying to go for the Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle moment. So I think they kind of made it work in their own right. Uh, I think Damon Kemp has to lose because Julius Creed is the bigger prospect here. And it takes nothing away from Damon Kemp if he loses. Magpaparamdam ba si Roderick Strong dito? Di ba injured siya? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, like the Kevin Nash uh, interference. Kevin Nash or Scott Hall? The one who faked the cast in the wheelchair. I, I think it was remember. Kevin Nash, right? Yeah, Kevin Nash. So who knows, right? But we haven't seen Roddy in programming for a while, so I don't think he's going to interfere. Next up, you've got the five-man ladder match for the vacated North American Championship. Nathan Fraser, Oro Mensa, Carmelo Hayes, Wesley, and Von Wagner. Oh, anyone but Carmelo. We've had Melo as North American champion for too long. I think this is Wesley's lose because they've been stringing him along as well. But he's been low-key good. I think Carmelo is on his way up to the main roster. He's already gotten the match on main event. So for sure... They are phasing him out slowly. I would give it to Wesley. You know, I think it's time to reward Wesley again for making it work without, uh, without Nash Carter. Ako yung dark horse pico is as much as I hate to say Von Wagner. Like this is a guy yeah. who's also been built up as a big deal, and if he doesn't win this medyo magbumukang wenk wonk din si Von Wagner. No, it's okay. It's a five man ladder match. So if he loses, then he doesn't really lose anything because you know it's a it's a car crash. It's a train wreck match that anyone can win. Uh, Janelle says in the comments, I don't get why they're letting Von Wagner talk. Just let Mr. Stone do it. In fairness to Von Wagner, he's way better now than he was last year. Yeah, uh, it's all about the reps, dude. Um, if you're weak at something, you got to get the reps. And I agree. I heard him talk, Anina. And that was a lot better than when I heard him talk first, like a, a way back months ago. Yeah. 
I, I used to say this to the people in the back whenever I'd coach them some promo work. Just keep practicing that in the mirror or if, if you have a friend who will like not judge you for cutting a promo in front of them for like three to five minutes, just keep doing it. So I think Von Wagner's doing something here or baka coach din siya ni Mr. Stone in real life behind the scenes. Uh, something's uh, being done right here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it is NXT. It is where you're supposed to develop yourself. And uh, unfortunately, you do have to get through the awkward stuff, the bad stuff, because it is the place for them to do that. Yeah, that's what developmental is literally there for, right? Yeah, that's why I call it developmental. And that's why I say in my reviews that if you enjoy watching developmental like I do, then give it a watch. But if you don't, then it's okay to pass up on it. Eto, this match is anything but developmental in my opinion. Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire, two established vets at this point for the NXT Women's Championship. And you can't really go wrong with this. So the question is, is Alba Fire the one to break the year-long streak of Mandy Rose? I mean, we've been predicting Mandy to lose for a while now, and that hasn't happened. So, parang no, I guess not. You know, I don't think Alba Fire is the woman to do it. So... Uh, I'm passing on Alba Fire now and just giving it to Mandy Rose because hey, Mandy wins lol. If not Alba Fire, DC no. I, I wouldn't know. So until we figure out who that could be, then it's not anyone else. Because I was so sure it was going to be Roxanne and then Asai Traksha with the Cora Jade feud. I was so sure it was going to be uh, you know Blair Davenport or Mako Satomura. So I don't know. Where's Ano? Where, where is Blair Davenport? Um, they haven't been featuring a whole bunch of the roster as much, especially on the way to Halloween Havoc. So I guess they're still uh, Mandy has not yet officially crossed the one-year mark because Halloween Havoc was a bit later in October last year. So if she survives uh, Alba Fire this weekend, then yun, uh, I, I think it's safe to say she'll be crossing that barrier. Moving on to the main event, it's the NXT Championship, Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough, and Braun Breaker. Braun wins, lol? Uh, yeah, you know, well, I mean, what else is new? I, like, I would very much love Ilya Dragunov to win this, but I think Shawn Michaels is huge on Braun Breaker, and I think he sees this as an opportunity to, opportunity to cement his legacy further. Okay lang sa akin if it means that Dragunov gets sent up to the main roster soon. What about JD? Because we haven't really said anything about him in the last few weeks. Where does this leave him if he loses again? Well, he's going to be the creep, you know, as Kevin Owens said. He's going to be the creep uh, in the locker room. <laughs> uh, what, what, a, what a weird, fun spot to be in. <laughs> Okay, uh, those are our predictions for Halloween Havoc. If you uh, missed some of them or if you want to chime in, please feel free to hit us up in the comment section or on Twitter slash TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll be celebrating 30 years of Matt Hardy in the biz. But first, a word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. May shoutouts pa ba ang Kumu? Yeah, yeah. Saying hey to Kyle, who was sent us a bunch of halo-halo. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you for that. Um, 
Victor is also joined us. Tomishi says, at least Ace Steel left the mark. Um, yeah, that he did, and now he's back. Thank you for tuning in on Kumu. And to keep smashing those cards, we are 3,000 cards of anyone likes at the moment. That let people know that you enjoy wrestling talk here on Kumu. All right, let's answer this question first in the comments. Because we didn't predict, no? we just said Braun wins lol. Uh, will Austin Theory cash in at Halloween Havoc? And if he does, does he walk out NXT champion? You know, why not? Right? Uh, he hasn't been featured on Raw in a while. Uh, people have been you know, foiling his attempts to cash in. So if I were him, I would be that desperate as well. Why not? Right? Let's elevate the NXT championship. All right. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments as we go to our TBT for this week. And we're celebrating 30 years of Matt Hardy in the business. I knew that he started in the early 90s. I didn't realize that by this point he, he would be a 30-year vet. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that it stretched all the way to 1992. They did put up Omega, their backyard promotion. So, uh, okay, yun. I think that does count. And then they got signed by the WWF as uh, enhancement talent in the mid nineties, 95, 96. I know that there are, there is footage of them doing dark matches, uh, dropping yeah. out to more established talent. So yeah, it's been a while. Um, that's huge. And 30 years, no joke, man. Um, not, not a lot of people make it that long. Not, not a lot of people make it past five years or two years, Siva. So uh, to make it 30 goes to show that you have it. Yeah, I would go as far as to say uh, Matt Hardy is as innovative as Chris Jericho in terms of reinventing himself throughout the different phases of his career. But he started out as Young Team Extreme gimmick with Jeff Hardy and Lita to Matt Hardy version 1 to Stronger Than Death Matt Hardy to Broken Matt to whatever he did in the HFO, AHFO and what he's doing now as the babyface vet or the grizzled veteran in the AEW locker room. And so here is a really good question by Glendale here in the chat. Uh, what's your reaction when you realize that uh, Jeff Hardy is more over than Matt Hardy? I've always felt sad about this. So way, way before, uh, I've always held Matt to be the better wrestler because uh, he doesn't rely on the daredevil stuff as a crutch, which I've always felt that Jeff relied on. But at the same time, I have to begrudgingly accept it because if that's if that is what makes you money, then who am I to argue against it? Right? Uh, the only argument against the style that Jeff Hardy has is that it's it's taken a huge toll on his body for uh, to the point that we're still feeling the effects of his bad decisions up to now. So... It's a good thing that Matt ended up being the better uh, brother in that respect. But, you know, people will like what they like. So if they like Jeff Hardy and his style more, a lot more, his car crash style a lot more, then um, it's totally okay. Nobody's hurting anyone in that respect. Jeff is only hurting himself, I guess. Matt, I rest easy knowing Matt is the more sound wrestler, more sound pro wrestler between the two. Yeah, good. And then uh, I was kind of sad when I realized it. I'm going to use the same adjective here. Nah, Jeff will always be more popular than Matt Hardy. Uh, when we were teenagers and when I was getting into wrestling, I didn't really get to see Jeff and Matt at their peak. 
nung early 2000s. So when I first saw Jeff Hardy make his return nung 2007, I was like, wow, now I get why he's the more popular Hardy brother. But as I got older, I appreciate the character work, the mic work that Matt Hardy brought to the table. I don't know when he broke out the Broken Matt character. Good God. You know, Broken Matt gave us this gem. Delete! Delete! If it weren't for the uh, broken universe, a lot of this kooky stuff, the cinematic matches na sumikat ng pandemic, we wouldn't have that if Matt Hardy didn't innovate that. I will say that when Matt Hardy became Broken Matt, that was when he unarguably got as popular or more popular than Jeff. Because remember, at that point, Jeff had no choice but to, you know, fold and uh, join the broken universe. Right? The broken Matt Hardy character and all his uh, silliness, over the top silliness, got so popular that people were like, Jeff, who? Jeff is the, the Swanton off the ladders guy. And now, Brother Nero, Nasha. Brother Nero got to reinvent himself as Brother Nero as part of the, of the broken universe. Oh, pati yung ano, pamilya ni Rebby Sky, nagkatrabaho, di ba? Si Rebby Sky became part of the story, yung mga anak nila, si Senor Benjamin, who is Matt Hardy's father-in-law. It was hilarious. Like, uh, we still remember the dilapidated boat. Yeah, uh, I was just watching it, you know, when I was uh, editing for TikTok. And it was still as hilarious as uh, as I remember watching it for the first time all those years ago. Six years ago na pala yun. And the best part is, I'm not sure if this will hold true in like 10, 15 years, but like, I don't think it's going to be looked at as insensitive or like politically incorrect down the road. Like, it's just straight up hilarious and stupid. Yeah, it was just pretty dumb. Um, he wasn't really trying to offend anyone. He was just really being uh, as crazy, as ridiculous as he could be. Uh, let's talk about this question from Emil. Did we think that the Matt versus Edge feud from 2004... Or 2005, but that's sorry, was real when it happened. By that point, they admitted to working it out. So they were really pros about it. Actually, they didn't kind of want to go through with the storyline because it was pretty personal and sensitive. But Vince kind of made them do it. So it was the circumstances were real. But by that point, they were professional enough to to work through it. Yeah. I do remember tong time na to, I was already trawling through the dirt sheets in the earlier days of, of social media. So I kind of knew na, okay, this is happening. Matt Hardy's actually with WWE, so this could all be a work. But, you know, for me as a child of the Ruthless Aggression era, I guess that was my first exposure to the work shoot. Yeah. Uh, did we think it was real when it happened? I can't remember if I thought it was real. But I do remember... Knowing it was a big deal because we did know, I can't remember how we found out that, you know, Lita cheated on him with Edge. Right? So. Well, and release Matt Hardy. Dunak simula, na release Matt Hardy. Diko malala kung panunila in expose, right? like panunila reveal. Like, how do we find out about that? Is it because we were reading about wrestling on the internet? I can't remember. Or like somebody uh, recorded Matt on a camera or something. That was like blow up in video. Like it went viral before viral was a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what we will say is, I think I kind of agree with Lance's stake here in the comments. Now, without this weird love triangle storyline, Edge would never have had that platform to be a main event guy. I actually agree here. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess you're right because it did kind of lead him to become uh, the rated R superstar. Uh, those things about the the highly sexual nature of the character between uh, you know of him and Lita, right? I guess it did contribute a long way into making people believe that Edge was a big player. I did think though that Edge was already on the way to becoming a main eventer, but that was the boost that he needed to get to that next level. I guess the only thing that makes me sad about the Matt Hardy uh, run, especially in WWE, is that he never got to be the guy, the world champion, unlike Jeff. Yeah, the only way that he got to do that was to leave WWE. The same way that Matt Cardona is doing things now. Uh, he did that in TNA. I can't remember if he did that in ROH, but he did that in TNA. Which makes sense, because uh, TNA is a small pond. Uh, that's big enough for Matt Hardy to be champion of. So okay lang yun. Uh, the broken Matt character didn't need a championship either. So there's that. By the time he got back to WWE as uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, they were together. So talagang Vince saw them as a tag team. And when he was in a singles push, parang he couldn't really connect the same way that he did as part of the Hardy Boys and as V1. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about you know you woken Matt in 2018 that run? No, no, no. Uh, back in the late 2000s and the early 2000s. Ah, okay, okay. That was also when he had personal problems. He had medical problems as well. His weight ballooned, and he was just not ready to be a big player at the time. Yeah, I guess the highest championship he got to achieve in WWE as a singles guy is either the US title or the ECW championship. The ECW championship, yeah. Uh, that's technically the NXT championship back in the day. So, parang niya level nila. Mm. Any other thoughts on Matt Hardy and you know his 30 years in the biz? I think history will be a lot kinder to Matt than to Jeff when we talk about who was the better Hardy boy. Like, uh, people will still cape for Jeff and his high flying and his high flying, his stunt taking. Right? So there's that. But Matt has proven himself with the broken Matt Hardy gimmick that he is. Uh, I, I, I saw this in the chat. He is on par with Jericho as a creative genius. So I think must deserve your flowers than Jeff. If you guys want to hear uh, Matt Hardy at his best as a character, go look for his interview on Talk is Jericho where he is in the broken Matt character. Like he stays in kayfabe the entire time, talking that weird accent, pronouncing words like Meek Mahan, uh, stuff like that. So it's the best tawang tawang for the entirety of that interview. So go check that out if you have nothing better to do for like an hour and a half. Yeah. As I say that, uh, let's get to our picks of the week. Uh, you guys know how we do it. Isa lang ah, tigay isang pick lang ah. Kasi maubusan tayo ng oras dito. Alright? I'm gonna start with my pick of the week. And it is the Bray Wyatt promo for all the reasons we discussed earlier. I'm all in on split Bray Wyatt. Right. My pick of the week is from Dynamite. Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. I always love when those two wrestle. Especially when they wrestle each other. Sana binigyan sa mas mahabang oras. But it is what it is. Si Chino, kahit na nasa comedy festival siya tonight, he wants to submit his pick of the week and it's the MJF William Regal promo from AEW. Julian, kakasabi nga, isa, isa lang eh, kukurutin ka ni Admin Jackie. Sige. Sige, let's get to the picks in the comments. Leo um, picks MJF and William Regal. Uh, ano pa ba? Glendale picks the Austin Theory cash in tees. Admin Angelo picks Shinsuke Nakamura facing stacks on NXT. 
JK picks the number one contenders match from SmackDown. That fatal four-way match was, was really, really good. Uh, Roman J picks Chris Jericho versus Dalton Castle. Mickey, oi, bagong name to ah. Mickey picks Mustafa Ali being part of the main event scene now that he's challenging Seth Rollins. I approve. Uh, Emil also picks MJF and William Regal. Janelle picks Sammy and Jay Uso and their interactions on SmackDown. John Christopher also picks MJF and William Regal. Albert picks Mustafa Ali getting that love and that TV time. We better show Mustafa Ali some love because oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he doesn't get a whole lot of love on uh, WWE TV, but it's nice to see him in this prominent situation. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we'll talk about it more when he gets more prominent segments, but yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, definitely one of the better things that they've done on Raw. I hope na, no, na Mustafa Ali gets his shot at Crown Jewel because he was there no, last year, but yeah, we yeah. faced uh, I'm sure Mansoor. he will, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like uh, we're getting Seth versus Mustafa Ali versus seeing third person involved. Why am I forgetting this? Wasn't it Lashley before? I think. There was a third person involved. Lashley, no, yeah. It was Lashley. Yeah, probably Lashley, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackie picks Disney Plus as her pick of the week. Because it's brand love. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats to everybody who pulled off the Disney Plus uh, announcement, by the way. Ina picks the MJF promo. And Glendale and Janelle both pick Elias. All right. Thank you to everybody who sent in their picks of the week. Uh, let's get to some plugs. Ro, I what's think happening I'm on your end? Homo. I'm uh, I see, I see. Kyle, I think, picks MJF and Regal. Sitonichi, the pick of the week is when Rhea pinned Roxanne on NXT. Yes. POV natin lahat sana, no? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Plugs. All right, MWF is having Nacho Buena on December 11. You can get tickets now at TicketToMe.net. Early bird discounts are on tap. So uh, if you're thinking about, you know, spending, uh, watching live wrestling, live Filipino wrestling this December, all you got to do is go to TicketToMe.net. And when you get a Nacho Buena ticket now, you can also get free access to the Action Novella taping happening on November 16th. That is a Sunday. I will not be there as well. Uh, but I will be there for Nacho Buena. So please, please support local wrestling. You can also uh, subscribe to MWF on Gank. Just go to manilawrestling.com. It's only $10 or around 600 pesos by now. You can pay via debit card, credit card, GCash. It is all accessible if you want to support local wrestling. Bro, may tanong si kapatid na Jace. May paspageti raw ba si Brother Jomar sa Nacho Buena? Uh, feeling ko oh, pero I don't think you would want to to partake in the spaghetti, you know. You've seen what happened to Ken Warren, <laughs> so medyo di atas efasyon. So um, again, uh, also follow us on TikTok at Wrestling Two X Pod, and yun, uh, just keep uh, supporting us, supporting Philippine wrestling and our content as well. All right. Thank you so much to everybody. And thank you to the comment section for reminding us that Elias was the third guy there. I knew I was forgetting somebody. So yeah, maybe we're getting Elias, Rollins, and uh, Mustafa Ali at Crown Jewel. Thank you to everyone for joining us on Kumu, on the Facebook live stream, on Spotify, wherever you get the podcast. Please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and to subscribe on Spotify. If you want to follow us individually, it is at Roiswar, at Chino Supersize. Yung Dabarkads nyo si Rowan ASH is at Monday Night Rowan. And for me, it is at underscore Stancy. 
Thank you very much to Babyface producer Mike and everyone over at PNA for all the work that they do behind the scenes. And as we make our way out of here, we're just reminding everyone again to still uh, keep your masks on, my surge paren, and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. On behalf of Romaran, my name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.